With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to the Full Press Packers Pod, part of Full Press Coverage. My name is Kyle Senra. Just thought I'd give my thoughts on the Packers' loss to the Buffalo Bills. It was a score of 27-17. to And I guess I'd go back to the preview episode. You know, I was certainly very pessimistic about the Packers' chance. I think I said 5% chance at winning. Jesse was a little more optimistic, closer to 25%. But I think both of us is neither of us are surprised that the Packers lost but the key was always going to be how well would they play how close of a contest could they keep this and I think the one thing especially as it, it you know in the second quarter it got to be a big disparity the Packers still kept competing and going hard all the way to the end and it seems as though not that they weren't necessarily competing but certainly they're on a four-game losing streak now. The first three games of that losing streak against the Giants, the Jets, and, and the Commanders, the Packers got worse as the game went on. And the, no adjustments on either side of the football. This actually seemed like they were keeping pace and were able to operate a little better in the second half. Uh, especially defensively, they held the Bills to three points in the second half. So it really was the second quarter is, is really where the Packers kind of got behind and it was it was too much for them to, to overcome. I think, you know, connecting downfield has been a problem kind of all year. They, uh, you know, Romeo Dubs caught a real nice touchdown in the end zone on, on a deeper throw, and there was another deep pass, uh, really deep pass. Uh, man, that was that was gonna be like a 50, 60 yard reception uh, to Dubs. Perfect pass by Rogers. So it looks like the thumb is maybe affecting his accuracy less. And what we've seen all through the season is the deep shots just get dropped. Here it was. It was. Dubs was having a hard time getting free of these great corners. I think it was Gabe Jackson. Um, 
and so um, what ended up happening is you know, uh, deflected ball or, or sorry contested catch, uh, pass defended and incomplete. But at least it wasn't. Oh, it's dr- they're dropping. They're making the mistakes. No, the Bills are executing defensively really well, and that was I guess a, a better sign that it wasn't. This game, I didn't really feel like the Packers shot themselves in the foot, made any bad mistakes. I think they went, what, seven penalties? Which, frankly, I think was, that was the first half against Washington. So they, they certainly the, the, the discipline needed to be a lot better. And it still can improve seven, there's either seven or eight penalties. That's still too much, but it's much less than last week, which that was a real problem. So it, it felt less like the Packers were shooting themselves in the foot and making mistakes and more just the Bills were the better team. And that's a good sign, um, but there's also a pessimistic part of me that thinks it's that's not a good sign, and that seems like even like the you know they, they weren't necessarily perfect, but it doesn't seem like there's anything the Packers could have done to win this game. At least not maybe not with the personnel they had um, on top of the injuries to receiver. Uh, Elton Jenkins didn't play, so that was interesting. Another week where you're shuffling around the offensive line. David Bakhtiari did return, so what they ended up doing was they simply just kept the same right side of the line is last week and again josh meyer has been at center the whole time but uh john running at right uh at, at right guard and um josh neisman at right tackle and then he had zach tom play next to david bakhtiari so zach tom ran from left tackle just to left guard just shif- shifting him there so a bit of continuity from last week but still it's and if Dalton Jenkins is able to return next week, you expect there's going to be another shift in, in the offensive line as well. So it's rotating door, but again, everyone seemed capable. Uh, it seems like the Packers really ran well against the Bills. Uh, I think it's probably the most rushing yards any team's put against the Bills this year. So the offensive line did really well run blocking. The offensive line had problems with pass protection, though. And I, it really did feel like, to me, the Bills kind of one in the trenches in both sides, as much as the Packers got a lot of rushing yards. So I wouldn't say the complete domination by the Bills defensive line, but certainly pass protection was a problem. Rodgers needed to kind of roll out a lot, escape a lot to be able to, you know, operate with room to throw. And there was rarely ever clean pockets unless he was throwing it out really quickly. So, uh, and then I will say on the other side though is, the the Bills offensive line really took it to the Packers. I think that was not very close at all. At least you can kind of point to okay, the offensive line for the Packers perspective, they ran the ball really well. Uh they didn't defend the run well, they didn't defend the pass well, and yeah, Josh Allen makes it very difficult to do those things. But at the same time, I felt like the defensive line, if there's any one position group that I felt played the poorest on the Packers on either side, offense or defense. It's probably the defensive line, and if and if you want to point to a position on offense, I can't even really say receiver because again, Dubs, you know, caught a pass, caught a, a touchdown. Samori Toure coming up, and and he was catching, he caught a touchdown as well. So I felt like the receiver stepped up, but man, the defensive line. And we know, uh, we always talk about it. The really the the heart of the defense, everything starts with Kenny Clark, and I felt what I what I noticed in the game was that. In the first half, the Bills weren't doubling anyone on the on like on the defensive line. So they weren't double teaming Clark. They were just letting him, whether it was the whatever guard he would block, you'd take you know he'd be blocked by them one on one. Didn't really feel the need to double anybody. I noticed in the second half more double teams for Clark, but it also seemed like when even when Clark wasn't on the field, they would still identify someone they'd wanted to double team with. Uh, so it's, uh, sometimes I mean Slayton had to face a double team. I remember on, on one snap, and so. 
it seemed like that was more just an adjustment they made. Okay, we're gonna okay, we have to pinpoint someone we have to set double teams up for on the offensive line. But frankly, I, I felt like they were moving people back. Like even Clark one on one was getting pushed back at times in the run game, and other times in the pass game was just not getting the penetration. Or if he would, I remember one play where he finally got through, but then kind of over almost did what Rashawn Gary did and they were both on that same side and we know how much Rashawn Gary you know he tries to get around he tries to get too far upfield and doesn't contain it seemed like Clark tried to do that too as he was getting frustrated and just had to find any way to get to the quarterback both of them did the same thing ended up in the same spot and then tons of room for Josh Allen to escape and run so uh, I think Clark was having a poor game and then he he I think it kept compounding and he was trying too hard, knowing, okay, I've got to step up, because no one else on the defensive line was. I mean, Reed was, and Lowry were invisible. I mean, how, how often have been saying that for Dean Lowry for years, right? Like he, he, He's not so awful that you're going to notice him on every play, but he doesn't really stand out to where you're noticed on any play, right? Like, it's, you get the same kind of vanilla play with, with Dean Lowry, and, and, you know, in a game like this just isn't good enough. Preston Smith, I think, for the two weeks in a row, has been the best of the front seven in terms of the edge rushers. Well, maybe you can just say front seven overall because, unfortunately, Devondre Campbell had to leave with an injury. And if that didn't make matters worse, that this happened after Quay Walker was ejected on, frankly, a really boneheaded play. Uh, you know, he was along the sidelines and tackled. And I, and I saw his press conference just a, a little bit ago, and you know, him explaining, and he's owning up to it. He, he knows it was a mistake, and he's not making excuses. But he says he felt like someone was pushing him from behind. And so your you know, your your instant reaction is to go push someone back. Like, you know, if, if someone's doing something they're not supposed to, and the refs are there, let them do it, and they might get the flag, right? Like that that let them make the mistake. Don't yourself make the mistake. And not only does you know gets flagged on the play and it takes a penalty, but he pushed a I think it was a backup tight end that was not on the active roster, healthy scratch or whatever, or practice squad member. And so you know, non playing personnel. Like you push them, that's like pushing a, a, a coach or pushing a, 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 an official, like automatic ejection. So Quay Walker didn't play the game. So Packers suddenly are down their their two starting inside linebackers. Isaiah McDuffie played a lot and give give him the reps, and I think that's what he needed. And, and part of me also thought, man, if if this is going to happen any game, may as well be the game that we expected them to lose anyway with the Bills, right? So give McDuffie a bunch of reps uh, and uh, Eric. Uh, oh, gee, now I can't think of his name. Is Eric Woods? I think uh, he was. He would have. He played a bunch too at linebacker. So uh, not the plan this year because Chris Barnes is still out. And I mean, if, if you lose one of Walker or Campbell and Chris Barnes is healthy, then you can at least okay. We've got a starting caliber linebacker we can put in there. But no, Chris Barnes. I mean, Isaiah McDuffie's the fourth linebacker, and suddenly he was having to play as the number one linebacker. I don't know who was. Uh, you know, because obviously Devondre Campbell is the signal caller on defense. He wears the you know the the helmet with the headset in to get the defensive calls. I would imagine that would have shifted to Adrian Amos. I don't think you're going to put that type of responsibility on McDuffie. Uh, maybe a Preston Smith. He's been a veteran, but I would imagine Amos would be the likeliest to be that signal caller. I remember that first off season uh, with Joe Barry, or I guess last year, last off season, there was talk of who would be that signal caller. Uh, in OTAs before they signed Devondre Campbell. And there was talk of, okay, maybe Chris Barnes, but we also don't want to put too much on his plate. A- Amos has done it in the past, hadn't done it with the Packers, but knew he was capable. So I imagine that's who it ended up calling plays or getting the, you know, being the defensive uh, signal caller anyway uh, on the field. I imagine it was Amos, but again, not sure. But all to say, you know, it, it was brutal losing Campbell. Walker was 
very unnecessary, his own fault, and he'll have to you know work through that and and get better. I mean, he's, it's been a lot of mistakes this year from Walker. He's played well at times, but also not so well at other times. And this was just another example of a, of a mental mistake that he really couldn't afford to make. Uh, so hope he learns from it and, and doesn't repeat it. But man, the front seven in general, I thought very poor performances almost across the board. Again, I, I think Preston Smith was the one guy that really stood out to me as being able to play well, but I was really disappointed in Kenny Clark. You know, Jerron Reed and, and Lowry, they, they haven't really done much all year, so I guess we, we don't ex- can't expect much from them. So to see them not do well, it's okay, it's par for the course. Like, you're not really disappointed by it, but to see Kenny Clark be so frustrated in his play and play so poorly, I think that's surprising. Now, I got to say, I thought the secondary, they played well. Uh, Jair covered really well whoever it was uh he was covered he actually ended up on a lot of Gabe Davis not some not shadowing Stefan Diggs we saw him shadow McLaurin last week I do wonder if they thought okay we've let we let you shadow a guy and it turned out not so well so we're gonna stop that and Diggs honestly didn't have a monster game being covered a lot by Rasul Douglas or even Eric Stokes so uh it seems like we saw more of you know Diggs going to the slot and rather than have Alexander in the slot they had Rasul Douglas cover him in the slot so really did kind of seem back to that not what we saw in the Washington game revert back to what we had seen most of the season the perimeter corners are going to be Stokes and Alexander and then Rasul Douglas covering from the slot but I thought everyone really played well there Uh, Alexander again after allowing some big catches to McLaurin I thought he rebounded really well and Gabe Davis who's been making big play all big plays all year hasn't had too many catches but just seems like big play after big play really kind of felt like he, he managed uh, to shut him down relatively well. Um, and so, yeah, kudos to Alexander. Kudos to, you know, the secondary, I thought, playing uh, of the, to me, the the defense, that's the part, that's the element that stood out the best for the Packers was the, the play of the secondary. Uh, so, yeah, uh, kudos to all that. But I guess the one point I want to make is, you know, okay, yeah, the defensive line didn't play great, and that, that they were kind of bullied. And if you're going to get kind of owned at the line of scrimmage like that, the other team is probably going to win. But still, for for a Packers team that didn't make so many mistakes this game, it didn't seem like there was a lot of disconnect. It seemed like they were playing well, and just the execution was the Bills were just executing better. And to lose by two scores without really making tons of mistakes, that's I guess the concerning thing. It's good that they didn't make mistakes. Maybe you can build off that and go forward. But I'm concerned is this is a measuring stick for arguably the best team in the NFL in terms of the Bills. And it never really felt like this game was close, even though the Packers didn't really do anything awful. Uh, I guess there was the one interception Rodgers threw immediately after Josh Allen threw an interception. So that was you know not able to capitalize on the mistake uh, Allen made. But then also the defense not capitalizing. There was a, uh, the Packers' first touchdown of the game was followed by a Bills touchdown drive immediately after. So the, no complimentary football in that sense. But still, it seems like the Packers, there's there's still a gap and a distance between them and the elite teams. So if this team really wants to win a Super Bowl, I think they're still very far away. And that's the, the scary part. I am recording this on Halloween. But that is the scary part in this, is that it really does feel like the Packers aren't in the aren't close to being in the tier of the upper echelon teams. And that might just be the Bills and the Chiefs and potentially the Eagles. And it's kind of, you know, a tier below is everyone else. And I'm not sure the Packers are even in that next tier, though. That might be, you know, two tiers away. So I guess that's the, the concerning thing for me anyway. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. So joining me for the second half of the episode is my co-host, Jesse Hall. How are you doing, Jesse? Hey, happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, Sorry I'm late, but uh, hopefully everybody's doing well. Well, I've already given my thoughts. Listeners have kind of heard everything I've had to say about this game. So uh, I'll let you give your thoughts on the Packers uh, 27 to 17 loss to the Bills. Oh, man. Uh, where to start, right? So listen, um, Bills are great, right? This, this is a great football team. We knew that going into it. So my hat's off to that team. They have talent at every level. They're really good. They're well coached. Um, and saying that, yeah, you know, Green Bay lost by two scores, which, yeah, they did 10 points, right? That, that, that was a that was a spread, so right on it. But Green Bay showed positive things. And a two-score loss, it's hard to say what's positive, but they competed, right? They, they went down early. It could have been a crap storm, uh, to put it nicely. We've seen it before. It, it could have easily been 42 to 10. And they fought back and they played a good game and they just football's a game of inches and green Bay just seems like they're off by less than an inch. It, it, they make a break, they get an interception next play ball gets tipped in the air and Buffalo gets it right back. I mean, you, you, you can't write this stuff up. It just, it, it's little things, you know, Robert Tunyon, the, the dude's holding them. It should have been defensive holding. He gets them off of him touchdown that changes the whole game gets called back i don't want to blame referees i don't want to say nothing like that but dang that hurts right um if you would have told me that green bay had the better time of possession had over 400 yards of offense held josh allen to under 200 yards passing uh what was it 13 for whatever it was uh won the turnover battle and still lost by two scores i would have called you crazy well that's what happened so, um, again, in a loss, Green Bay probably played the best game. They're, the NFC is still wide, wide open. They're, I'm not like Kyle, we talked about it before we started here. To say that this is a Super Bowl team is a reach, but I still think there's life. I still think there's life. This team does have talent. Just win. Just find a way to win because you just went against – arguably the best team in the league and, and and you and you held your own and you did good things eventually hopefully maybe you'll get something to bounce your way and, and that's where i'm at I, i'm just going to be positive about it yeah it's hard to be positive a team with three wins and five losses but but they're not dead they they could have went belly up and they didn't so that's the positive that i'm getting out of this um again there's some ugly injuries and you know some dumb stuff that quay walker did whatever all that aside, you know, um, they faced adversity. Zach Tom had to come in for Elton Jenkins. He struggled early and then finished great. We ran against the best run defense in the league, bar none, by every stat. This is the best run defense in the league, and Green Bay ran all over them. If this is not the recipe to give the ball to Jones, feed him, let Dylan compliment it, and then find your ways to pass the football – Hey, these young kids made plays. Sammy, Sammy Watkins, or 
Sammy, Sammy Watkins, get off the field, let these young kids play, and see what we can do. Um, I tempered my expectations on this team, but right now it's like, what if? Uh, be excited, you know, play the underdog role, and what if? Uh, we, we have nine games to go. Let's go get it. Sorry, I rambled. No, it's perfect. They just heard me ramble for like 15 minutes before. <laughs> no. Talking change about- the season. Change the season and just and, and shoot for the stars and each week act like we're the underdog and whatever happens, happens. And next week we're not the underdog, but yeah, we, we need to win. Dang it. <laughs> Speaking of the time of possession, I remember at the end of the third quarter, it was like Packers 28, Bills 17 minutes and yet the Packers at that point where I think they were down by three scores at that point so that's the other depressing thing is that they were able to get so much time of possession and yet had so little to show for it neither team neither team converted many third downs because the Bills didn't need to they were getting everything they were just getting first downs on the first or second down but the Packers their their fourth down conversion this year is at like 20 percent that's not going to be able to win you games, right? Like if you're not sustaining those drives when you need to, I'll go that's as far what's going to be the difference a lot of times. That's that's what loses games right there. <laughs> that's what loses games because those are points that were not out on the board. And, and that's been every week. You're right, Kyle. Um, if you're going to go for it there and you can't convert it, and, and there was guys, there was the plays were right. We just didn't convert. And that's what's going to lose you football games. And that's where we're at. Although uh, fourth and was it fourth and one, you take a deep, deep shot, 20 yards downfield. I don't love that. Like there's gotta be ways to get multiple players. You've got one guy clearing out deep, but you, you, by doing that, you've got to be able to get multiple guys open short quickly instead of, I don't know. I, I didn't love that play call, but again, is that a Rogers decision to go deep too? Right. So I, I didn't love that sequence and they obviously didn't execute it. I'm just thinking of one fourth down in particular they didn't convert on. And my thinking was, okay, it's fourth and one. A quick short throw should do this. Instead, they're hucking at 20 yards downfield. And they haven't converted on deep shots yet this year. Or very fewly, very few deep shots have, have connected. So I don't know. That that seemed like a really low percentage chance of, of converting there. And that, that was the hero ball stuff that I was talking about, you know, the previous three weeks was, hey, it's fourth and two. Why are we taking deep shots? And then on this one, yeah, they did it. I still disagree with it, but that was probably the best one that they did, even though it's still the wrong play, right? Like, I don't it's... And to be fair, Jesse, context, you're doing it at a time when they were either down by two or three scores. Like, you need to convert quickly. Like, these, like, methodical driving down, it can work, and you're possessing the football, but they needed quick score to that point. So I could maybe understand why they went to it, but I I felt like there could still be better ways to execute there. Right. And at the same time, you know, on the other fourth down, you know, where it's, hey, it's fourth and one and we lost two yards on a running play when Aaron Jones averaged almost eight yards a carry. So it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, it's just tough. Again, football is a game of inches. You need all 11 guys doing their job. That's why it's the greatest team sport. It, and we're they're just missing. They're just missing. And if this game tells anything to anybody, first half aside, Green Bay has the guys it's just not clicking and that's you know and we can pre- we're halfway through the season i can keep preaching it it don't mean squat until it does click but i i will i will refuse to say that this team is just lacking on skill on all levels because they're not there is talent here 
maybe not to the Bills level because that Bills team is dang good. But this team is 11th right now in the NFC. That's pretty bad. But they're the number three seed, uh, Seattle. <laughs> Trust me, I, I'll take Green Bay. So we'll see what happens from going forward. But, um, yeah, tough loss, but I took positives out of it. That's, that's where I'm going to lean this week. Well, I think the other thing, too, is like, okay, so in the AFC, the teams we expect to be doing good, like the Bills, they're doing well. In the NFC, though, it's, you know, the, the Eagles are 7-0. and The Vikings are 6-1. and I think we'd expect both of those. And the Cowboys at 6-1. and But then every other team that's in the playoff spots right now are not teams we'd expect to be there. So just in the wash, things kind of even themselves out, and the Packers kind of climb their way back in. Said that's last it. week. Division is going to look really tough right now. But that's fine because they don't need to win the division. All they need to do is make the playoffs. And that means be a wildcard team, so be it. And that's that's the path they're taking. At this point, they're not getting the number one seed anyway. So wildcard or division doesn't matter. You're playing if if you like the ideal thing now for the Packers is to be playing wildcard weekend. That's about the best case scenario you can think of is to just be playing on that weekend. And that's what it is. Listen, there's gonna be two spots because there's gonna be two teams out of the east for sure. Um, it's gonna be, you know, even the Giants aren't bad, but I think it's a Philly. Dallas race so you're going to get two teams out of there you're playing for two spots and the Rams are in the same position as us they should be thinking the same thing we are um that's a spot man like you said wild card weekend if it's a road game home game it doesn't matter you're just fighting you're just fighting to get in and it's going to be a fun late stretch right here because it matters everything's going to matter it's college football right now right you got to win out you even if you drop one you got to win you got to win go get it one of the funniest stats from that game to me was at one point, both Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers had 11 completions. Rodgers had 74 yards. Josh Allen had like 211 yards. So, <laughs> and I mean, eventually Rodgers got like, I think like 60% of his yards in that game came in the fourth quarter. So like when they needed to at the end, it was maybe a little too, too little too late, obviously. Uh, but again, encouraging signs. Hopefully they can move forward with some momentum here. I mean, and that's all we can hope for, right? Like at this point, we can be negative Nellies. The last three weeks have sucked talking about these games. This week, yeah, it sucked. We lost, but there was, they could have went belly up. They could have went belly up like they did against, uh, you know, let's be honest, the last three teams they played weren't the Bills. And the team that was the one that should have buried them, they came back and showed life. I love it. I, th- th- this team, when I questioned their heart, they show that there's there's still something there. So I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with a positive. Go and play Detroit next week and let's kick some butt. And while we, we really weren't happy with the Washington loss, at least there like they were still competing at the end. Like they needed the like they were down big and they like they got the the touchdown drive uh towards the end of the fourth quarter. So there were some p- signs of life to the end, but like to me the, the disheartening loss was really the Jets loss because that just seemed to get worse and worse as the game went on. And so uh, the fact is the Packers probably played their best football on both sides of the football in the fourth quarter. That's the, that's probably the best sign we've seen in the last month. Oh yeah, by far. I mean, they gave you something in the fourth quarter to want to see, right? Like uh, those other games, it's like, Oh, so we'll see what happens. Um, Tomorrow's a big day. Um, You know, being a historically a Packer fan, don't expect much, but man, it'd be nice to add something. Right. Just just go get it. Just just add something. You say that now and they're going to trade for AJ Green and we're going to be like, you know what? You should no. just, you should just hey, save the pick. Yeah. Anyways. 
Okay, never mind. Add when when you talk about getting someone on a rookie contract, add that something. <laughs> Seems like Elijah Moore is not happy with the Jets. Could they reangle that somehow? Hey, DJ Moore, guess what? You, you made that huge play and then did the boneheaded crap. Uh, we'll take you. Come on, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you join Quay Walker with the, all the boneheadedness. Yes, yes. <laughs> No, um, yeah, that's expect, where I mean, those are talented guys, and uh, I mean, certain. I'll be honest; like that's kind of varying degrees of boneheadedness between Walker and Moore. There, uh, right. it's a little unfair to compare more of that because we know he's a cable veteran. We'd love to have him on the Packers, that's for sure. You got that right. And I, I, and I saw it. the joke, like, you know, and I mean, this could to a certain extent apply to Crosby, but like, I think it was a Ravens fan. Oh, DJ Moore, come to the Ravens. It doesn't matter. You could take off your helmet, and we know the kicker will make it even with the penalty. So, <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, perfect. I'll take it. Yeah, it's it's just a you know uh, fifty three yard or forty eight yard uh, field goal now. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those point after attempts. Uh, that's what they're paid right. to do, right? The kickers. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, hopefully, you got your money's worth listening to this. Um, yeah, Jesse and I will be back later on the week to preview the Lions game. All right, back to the divisional opponents. Uh, but yeah, um, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at fbc underscore packers. Uh, in case you had any thoughts about this game you wanted to share, uh, also go go there for all the podcast episodes, anything we're providing from full press coverage. You can also follow your co-host individually. Jesse's at Hall underscore J Hall 1212. I'm at Senra Says. And as always, download the full press coverage app for all that great full press coverage content, whether it's articles, podcasts, or access the full press radio network. You get it all for free on the full press coverage app. So download today. Want to shout out PA the second on Twitter at PA underscore II official. He lets us use the song For Your Body as our intro and outro music. Appreciate PA for that and would appreciate if people went and checked out his most recent project, the Illa V album. And uh, that's available wherever you download it. So, Jesse, any final thoughts for the listeners? Hey, like I said, tomorrow's a big day. It's like college football. Go, Pat, go. See you next week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go pack go against uh, any divisional opponent really but certainly the lions you know how much i i, I don't like them uh but uh, of course we'll talk about all that next time on the full press packers pod okay round two name something that's not boring Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call 
ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.